Welcome into another post-game edition of the Strictly Stripes podcast. Muhammad Ahmad with you once again joined by Andrew Gillis and Mike Nislick at Paycor Stadium where the Bengals are victorious over the Chiefs once again. Just like last year's AFC Championship score, the Bengals win 27-24. The game going the way I think most people expected, a thriller that would come down near to the very end. Big plays from the likeliest of people like Jamar Chase who returned along with T. Higgins and maybe some unlikely playmakers like Joseph Osai, who we'll talk more about along with Jermaine Pratt who I think shouldn't be surprised. He's made big plays like this especially in the playoffs uh, dating back to last year. But man, the playmakers from top to bottom, the way the Bengals came back after losing that lead after halftime, rebounding from some of those plays that they left on the field. Unbelievable. Not a bad way to start the month of December. Yeah, I mean, to me, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but to me, this game felt like a game that the Bengals were going to blow. You know, the reasoning because they played so well in that first half. I mean, you start out with a 14 to 3 lead and then you you punt and then you drive down the field and you turn a third and one at the five into no points. Um, You know, they had another kind of goal line debacle. Uh, it wasn't as bad as the one that they had in Baltimore, but, uh, you know, you try a jet sweep on fourth and one that loses three yards, and, you know, to add insult, Carlos Dunlap's the one that makes that tackle. So, you know, you, yeah. you, you after as good of a half as you played, you're up 14-10 to 10 at the break. To me, that didn't sit well for the Bengals. I thought that that was kind of uh, ominous. And then, I mean, truthfully, it was. They, they fell down um, on the first drive of the half. The Bengal, or excuse me, the Chiefs go right down and score. Um, you know, Bengals kick a field goal, but then it's still only tied. Then the, uh, excuse me, then the Chiefs take another lead. So like, it just kind of felt like one of those games that the Bengals were going to let slip away, and they just made the plays that they had to late. Joe Burrow was excellent today. Um, you know, they they really <laughs> really benefited by the return of Jamar Chase. Samaj P. Ryan rushed for over 100 yards. He had five yards of carry. Like. This was the type of performance you need to beat a team like the Chiefs. And frankly, I mean, this was one of this was obviously their most impressive one of the year. Just not only who they beat, but how they did it. Well, yeah, I mean, it's the best team in the AFC, best team in the right. League. Um, you know, I, I think the game came down to the forced fumble. Essentially, like you said, it, it felt like the Chiefs had all the momentum. Yep. They score any points there. It just felt like that they they had it uh, the wind at their backs, and then uh, Jermaine uh, Pratt kind of comes through in the clutch. But if you look at these numbers, I mean, if they had lost, um, how much they would have regretted? Pat Mahomes was sixteen to twenty-seven for two hundred twenty-three yards, uh, just the one touchdown. They held Travis Kelsey to four catches, fifty-six yards. That's huge. I don't think he had anything in the first half. Nothing. Um, and so you mean you would have felt like. That was really when you gave away if the, the box score looked like that at the end of the game, but it ultimately came down to uh, one or two plays on the defensive side. We talked about the, the offensive guys making plays. T. Higgins made an important catch, Jamar Chase, but it was really um, one on defense. Uh, they needed they needed that turnover, um, and it gave them a life that they just felt like it. They, they lost when they didn't convert that fourth down. And I don't think there's any question they should have gone for it in that situation. Agreed. Yeah, uh, it felt like that the, the play call was changed the line a little bit. But Zach Taylor said that was kind of the the you know it was basically a fifty fifty. The guy caught upfield. Dunlap plays it that way. They're going to make it that play. If he doesn't, you know, it's a touchdown. So, um, you know, I think fans will second-guess that that moment in terms of what the play call was. But, uh, I mean, they were aggressive and they needed to be because this is a team that scores, you know, 30 points a game and has one of the best offenses in football. Um, you know, tonight, 
the, I thought, the, you know, you come away, obviously the offense does what it needs to do, but I felt like defensively, um, you know, really impressive performance to sort of lock that game down in, in kind of the key moments. So my question to both of you guys is, you know, the Bengals defense has been a great team all year. They're a top 10 defense for a reason, but just based on what we saw today, would you say it was their best defensive performance today or was it just the biggest moments they had defensively today? No, certainly not. I mean, you they, they actually kind of allowed Kansas City, I think the sneaky storyline of this game is that you allowed 350 yards. Uh, yeah. No, on the ground I'm talking. They allowed 138 yards on the ground, five yeah. and a half yards of carry. Um, Isaiah Pacheco had 14 carries for 66 yards. Uh, McKinnon was really explosive. I mean, it kind of felt like when they were in the gun, they just had a lot of outside zone plays where they would just they would hit the corner super easily. One of them would make a cut and they'd be up the field. Um, so, you know, this I think was a good example of this was I, – uh, I guess the way to phrase this is, is proof of concept because the Bengals had talked for months. I mean, how many – like to a point of like – where we were almost laughing at it, where it was like, oh, we need to we need to start with the ball because we can't flip from we can't play from behind. We need this, we need that. Well, you score on your first two drives and you go up fourteen to three, and then you kind of dictate the pace of the game because like it builds you that cushion to when you do go down seventeen to fourteen and twenty four to seventeen, you can kind of weather that storm and you can counterpunch later. Um, you know, so I mean, the defense I think did a pretty good job, obviously, but um, the run defense wasn't you know super great. Uh, you I, you have to be impressed. I mean, Travis Kelsey, four catches for 56 yards. Um, obviously, Jermaine Pratt ripping the ball out of his hands was, you know, the play of the day for my money, um, or at least the, the defensive play of the day, I should say. So, you know, certainly wasn't their best performance, um, just when you kind of look at the numbers and, and kind of the way the game unfolded. But, I mean, in totality, I think if you, if you just kind of combine everything together – it, it, it's just super hard not to be wowed by how well they played today. Um, because I think, you know, and we can get into this, I think that this kind of reevaluates or at least it resets like what you think of, of this team moving forward. Because when you lose Jamar Chase, they, you know, they were three and one without him. But when you lose Jamar Chase, you're kind of like, I don't know where this season's going to go. What is this offense? This offense is struggling. Uh, they get the doors blown off of them in Cleveland. And it, you, you just don't well, that'll know. That'll make next weekend now, interesting. Now you're 8-4, and four, and all of a sudden the questions of, I mean, we were talking a couple of weeks ago, like, hey, what does this team need to make the playoffs? They're a game behind the number one seed in the AFC right now, and they just beat the team who, I, I have to check the standings, but they just beat a team who's 9-3. and three. So like they're they, nine and three they, now. They are, yeah. they are tied with the Ravens, and Lamar Jackson got hurt. I mean, today, and this is obviously and the Ravens almost the lost. The Ravens almost lost. Like I said, Lamar got hurt, so we'll we'll have to see what his injury is because I think that that's huge. But absolutely, I mean, this today just I think it it put different expectations, and it makes you view what the rest of this Bengals season can be. Just be, it just makes you it just makes you look at everything differently. And I think, you know, you mentioned, yeah, like Jamar Chase was hurt. They go 3-1 and one without him. And the one loss against Cleveland was when we asked all these questions. Like you said, Andrew, you're right. What do they need to do? How do they get to X, Y, or Z point to make the postseason? Since we're talking about it right now, as we speak, looking at the AFC playoff picture, the Bengals have moved up to the five seed uh, in the AFC. Because the way it is right now is you have the Bills at the top because they beat... Kansas City. So they have that tiebreaker, which puts Kansas City at number two. Baltimore, number three, leading the North, like you said. Tennessee sitting comfortably at number four. Uh, they lost to Philadelphia, but the way their division is, they're still in uh, the lead there. Bengals are five. Miami Dolphins are six. 
The Bengals also have that advantage because they beat them earlier in week four. And then the Jets sit at number seven. Patriots, Chargers, those teams are on the bubble. But, you know, but going back to Chase for a minute, I know I diverged with the playoff picture. I don't think we were worried when at least too worried when Joe Mixon got hurt because look at Samaj P. Ryan. He just gets better and better every game. And we didn't really get to talk to him today because, you know, it's Samaj P. Ryan. He's very humble, also a little introverted, not a big talker, but averages five yards, a carry on the ground, had a little action in the game or a receiving game, more than a little action, six catches, 49 yards, and a nice 16-yard grab. I think that was in the first half uh, during that second scoring drive the Bengals had. But, man, I mean... And even, I think, I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong, Trent Irwin had a catch, too. And, and then guess who made the go-ahead touchdown? Chris Evans. Yeah, every Chris single Evans. person in the world loses that bet if you would have thought Chris Evans. <laughs> and I, I think the Chiefs were, I mean, like, if you go back and look at it, no, they just didn't cover him. They just, like, I don't know if they forgot so or open. if there was a blown coverage or what. But, like, they just, nobody was near that guy. And, like, it when, you, when I watched that play, like, Joe, it felt like Joe kind of looked at him and, like, was like, are you guys screwing with me? Like it looked like he took like an extra second to throw it longer than I thought he would because I, I think he was kind of surprised at how open Chris Evans was there. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I mean, Mike's gonna write about this, but like the guys that you need to step up in games like this, the Chris Evans, the Joseph Asais, the the guys that make big plays. You, you can ob- you obviously need Jamar Chase to make that that first down on third down. You obviously need T Higgins to make that catch late. You need Joe Burrow to play like that. But you need guys that are, you know, less heralded than the superstars to make plays, and that's what they got today. Well, they got Cam Taylor Britt a rookie play in the corner too, 100%. and uh, holding his own. Uh, you know, not very many, um, if any, kind of really mistakes in coverage uh, was really solid. Um, just down the line, you, you just keep getting contributions from from anybody and everybody, and that's sort of how this team sort of um, rolled the season. And, and Zach Taylor mentioned it after the game that um, that's kind of what they expect. That the that the veteran culture here has sort of paid it forward by getting those guys ready uh, quickly. Um, and, and and then making them confident that they're once they get in the lineup early in their careers, uh, they'll be able to follow suit, and that's sort of uh, what they've done all season. Uh, you know, especially through injuries. You know, you mentioned uh, Jamar Chase, but DJ Reader as well. You know, the defensive line has consistently stepped up when he was out. Uh, each, each, uh yeah, obviously he was out. He was at the game today, but uh, you know, Cam Taylor Britt in. Um, so you know, you've seen that kind of down the line for this team. That that's how you know that's kind of been how their success has been defined. And you think about the saying, defense wins championships. That rung so true in the AFC Championship because who got the last laugh? Jesse Bates and Von Bell. Who gets the last laugh today? Jermaine Pratt and Joseph Osai. So you're right, Andrew. I mean, you can have an MVP like Joe Burrow. And we'll actually talk about it because I'm not parsing words when I say MVP. You know, you could have all those things, the weapons around them and the depth behind them, like Chris Evans and Samaj Piran. But you have to absolutely have playmakers like that. Like Jermaine Pratt, Joe Osai, and then, you know, even Von Bell. Let's not forget about him. Had some nice hits, nice tackles. Um, whenever Mahomes went downfield a couple times, the only real deep play I think Mahomes even got was a 42-yard catch from Marquez Valdez-Scantling. So if you look at anything Cam Taylor-Britt gave up, it was just that one catch. But other than that, Mike, like you said, overall, really solid. Going back to, you know, Burrow being MVP, we talked about it on the podcast. I think it was on Wednesday or Thursday earlier this week. It was on Wednesday. He was sitting at fifth. 
which is where he's mostly been the second half of the season, fifth, sixth, according to most odds makers, including you know Caesars and DraftKings. Uh, and I think, Mike, you checked this. He is now in third Correct. after his performance. So he jumps up two spots. And I imagine who's ahead of him. It's just Mahomes, of course, and then is it Jalen Hurts? Yes, it- Jalen Hurts is, the, is second right now. So Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow. We have five games left in the season after uh, this win against Kansas City today. Let's be real. I mean, with the performance he had today, can Joe Burrow realistically win MVP? I mean, I think we could say the answer is yes, but what are the chances of Joe Burrow winning the MVP award this season? Well, one correction. Uh, Cam Taylor Britt was not in coverage on that play. Oh, he wasn't? Apple. So just to, apologies to Cam Taylor Britt. My apologies, Cam. Um, but Sincerely. no, this would be an opportunity for Andrew because he... Um, oh, yeah, I was and, out. I was all the way out. Oh, you were dead? You said, I think the exact quote was Joe Burrow's MVP odds are dead and buried, or his MVP chances... You had the receipts uh, on to, that. I don't think about it. I'm not sure about that, but I would have to listen to that. I have it written down. Um, but he has, so, all, he has all the receipts. But, That's Mike. But it was the it was the head to head matchups that made a difference. Right. And um, obviously now you know. Look, uh, Mahomes is still the primitive favorite. Uh, sure. It's minus. I think it just went down to minus 140. Sure. Um, uh, you know, so he, he's still the favorite. So let's not you know go crazy and say like you know Burrow's down the lead, but. Um, he's cut his MVP odds, I think, in the last, like, four weeks, um, right. you know, by more than half. I think it was at one point, like, what, plus 22 or plus 2,400? 22 plus, sounds about right. 2,200. But just, as of two weeks ago, it was plus 2,000. So, obviously, he's in play now. Uh, he still plays Josh Allen and the AFC yep. uh, number one seeds. Obviously, After up, today, yeah, that's up, Buffalo. Up the air. Um, a, a couple of those other quarterbacks – um, that were sort of in the mix, you know, Tua, Lamar not playing as well. I think Lamar is sort of out now. Yeah, uh, Lamar Lamar getting hurt in the Braves struggling. Um, kind of that that pretty, sucks for Lamar, yeah. Pretty good. So, um, you know, you face Josh Allen, uh, you face Lamar again to sort of try to be able to avenge that first loss. I, and maybe win the North. Yeah, yeah. Well, more than, I think it goes beyond win the North. I mean, you can win the AFC. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. No, if you beat Buffalo, there's no reason why, um, you know, you can't have larger goals than that but so i mean and if his numbers are even just what they've been he has a a a pretty good chance of being you know in the top three at the end yeah he's on a podium at that point because you know like we we talked about this although i don't think it's like track i don't think that when they announced the awards they have them like stand up yeah right but do you want to apologize i mean do you want to say you were wrong I mean, no because, you want to no. apologize to the microphone no um shame on you assholes um because the the uh the ne- we have you know three of the next four games we have, i mean the chiefs play the broncos next week and the broncos are terrible and then they play the texans and the texans are somehow worse and then they, they lost play the browns today and then they play the chiefs at home and then you play the Broncos again. But shouldn't there be something to said that if you go through Burroughs... Well, right. So I guess that's my point. Like, make it more... And like the, Chiefs, out of that. the Chiefs have five games left, and three of them, you would assume, are going to pretty easily go to the Chiefs because um, the Broncos are terrible and the Texans are terrible. So, I mean, if they win those games, they're 12-3 and three just right off the hop. And then... I mean, you split Kansas or you split Seattle and uh, I almost said Oakland. I'm going to do that for forever. Oakland, um, <laughs> but then you know they play the Raiders to end the season. Like you go four and one down the stretch, you're thirteen and four. Like the Bengals still have a way to climb just for I mean for the for the team. But if we're talking but about it in the finish, in the MVP, but if they finish twelve and five and Burrow has wins and uh, you know say they lose to like the 
Patriots. Well, the, that's that's and the thing. Wins over Mahomes, Allen, and Lamar, and he has. A, you know, the numbers aren't like. I mean, the numbers aren't that different. I, I don't know right. Well, so but the the Bengals have a tougher road, is what I'm saying. So like. There's a reason I think why is my, is Mahomes still in the minus? Is it still yes. yeah so minus one? He's still minus. Okay, so he's not even he's not even in the plus money. I think at this point. Um, but yeah, I mean when you look at the um, you know when you look at the Chiefs, just who they play down the stretch. Who the I mean the Bengals have to like whether you think it's a true narrative or not, they have to go beat the Browns now. Like you can't you know <laughs> you can't thought? you can't play this great this game. A lot of talk about the schedule. Not I know, but you anyway. you can't but. Again, like I've, like I've said on this podcast, though, like the worst quarterback in terms of quarterback record to win the MVP award was eleven and five, and that was when Matt Ryan was like far and away. Right, but I mean better. that doesn't matter so, in a but, season where right, like, but, if Kansas City's going to win, could have to win with four losses, and the Bengals at five. You're I, yeah, not, I, but it, you're, you're splitting hair. You're splitting hairs. No, there, I'm but, saying the historical comparisons don't matter because there's it's, there's not a, a sixteen and one team, or there's not like, sure it, you know that they're. You're playing a longer schedule, and more, and there's not a dominant. But what if what if so? What if the Chiefs finish five and zero, and the Bengals finish four and one, and you're talking a two I, game I difference? Like like there's there's gonna be there's a line there, but like the Bengals finish with a team that's five and seven, five and six. Uh, they have a Monday night game, uh, and then six and six, nine and three, and eight and four. And like you, if you're gonna win MVP, like you need to, you can't be, you know. Ten and seven, nine no, and eight. But, like you need to keep. But you're winning. saying he's only going to lose one of those. So I think if the head-to-head record's one, like if it's the number one and number two seed, and, and there's one loss separating them, I don't. I, I, I if, if Burrow, I, I'm, uh, I'm going to make this declaration now. If Burrow wants to win MVP, another declaration. Yeah, if I Burrow wants, if he's Burrow wants to win MVP. The Bengals need to finish four and one in these next five games. They need to get to twelve. If they get to twelve, he can do it. If they're eleven and six, I don't think Burrow's. I don't disagree with that. I mean, so that's but that's my point. Like, there's still a long ways to go. But you were saying his odds were dead and buried before. You did say that, Andrew. He's right. You did say that. No, did not say quote dead and buried. No, no, you did say that. We can go back and check the record. He has receipts. I have the quote. What what time mark? Do you have the timestamp of that? I can't. Just oh, just curious. But yeah, like. The podcasts so, are yeah, public. You know, there's, I mean, like, obviously there's nothing to apologize for right now. I mean, like, if the Chiefs go out and lose the next two games and the Bengals boat race the Browns I mean, Burrow and the Bucks, can probably, I mean, and Burrow plays great. Kind of, like, if the Chiefs, like, stink it up, like, Burrow doesn't have to do that. Like, he could be the number well, one. But then it depends the, on the, the Bills. Team, the and then it, yeah, that's true. And then, it, and then it comes down to that Monday night game. And, don't, let's, and, and let's not forget about the Eagles, too. I mean, like, let's not forget Jaylen, about Jaylen, Jaylen, Yeah, Hurts. again, oh, Jalen Hurts is there. We could forget about that. Oh, no, no, no. I don't think so. Jalen Hurts threw for 380 yards today, and they beat up. Yeah, I wouldn't forget about him. The actual game that's the most important, his MVP odds, will be Buffalo. For the rest of the season, I agree. Yeah, that's the rest of the season. Relative to the rest of the games, I agree. Now you mentioned. Well, I'll put, well, I'll put it like this: you you can only hurt yourself in games like if you like if they beat up the Browns and the Buccaneers. How much? Like even if like Burrow would have to throw for five hundred yards in those games for it to matter. Like if Burrow lays a, like if they lay another offensive sinker against the Browns next week, that can only so hurt. Are you going on record saying that's happening? Is that no. What's your, if, What's if, your prediction? <laughs> or, are, I think now I think they're going to win after today. I think they're going to win. Um, well, the way but, Deshaun looked, you know, I agree. You, but you know, my point is like if if when you play these teams that are not great, you you can't lay eggs offensively because then that's going to kill you. If you just got to maintain, like you said, you got to. If you, the in terms of the Buffalo game, that is the most important game for his MVP odds, right? So regardless of okay, so let's say 
a weird situation happens where the Browns haunt him again next week. He lays an egg, but he beats everyone else, including the Bills. It depends what the Chiefs does. At that point. So at that point, you're saying, okay, I just want to make sure it's clear. So it's contingent on what Mahomes and I guess maybe even Jalen Hurts and the Eagles do at that point. I think this is going to be a two-horse race between Burrow and... Oh, I disagree. I don't know. You're really, really doing a lot to Yeah, dis- that's, to that, that, that's a, I don't know, man. Like, the, he, the, he's all, him. All, like, he has to go through the murderer's row of quarterbacks. Like, you know... Look, it's not the same in uh, Jalen Hurts' division. It's just, I mean, Taylor Hink, Hinky, whatever. Heineke. Heineke. Heineken. I mean, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is currently averaging 245 yards through the air and 50 on the ground. So he's averaging over 300 yards a game. I mean, his team is 11 and one. Now, granted, the Eagles. We want to. We want to do the schedule thing. They have a really tough schedule. To we don't have to talk about their. I know we don't have to talk about their schedule, but like, if 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 I, were, hater, if I were my own sports book and I were ranking MVP odds, Burrow would be. Burrow's. I probably put him third right now. I agree. With Allen third. fourth. With he's but, but I would say pick. Mahomes one hurts two. That's what he. That's what it is. It, that's what it is. I thought Allen was two. No, no, I don't. No, okay, so then, no. okay, so then I should be running in Vegas. Um, but no, I like, um, yeah, I, I think that if I mean, like, and the other thing too, you said there's going to be no sixteen and one team. If the Eagles finish fifteen and two, like, Hertz would really have to not be good down the street. And it depends on how, how far they, they go in the playoffs. I mean, no, no, the, the MVP voting's done at the end of the regular season. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, but it's like, still, but if, if, if Hertz win, you know, if, if they go fifteen and two. Burrow's really going to have to finish strong yeah. to uh, to beat that out. So you know, it's it's obviously he's going to play Mahomes, he's going to play Allen, but he obviously can't play Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Like the the Bengals, they were I mean they were in a dogfight with the Titans last week, and the Eagles just beat them by twenty five points in a game that wasn't close in a game that Jalen Hurts threw for three hundred and eighty yards. Wasn't that at home for the Eagles though? Yeah, yeah. But that's not. I mean, Bengals broke their spirit. So that's really what it comes down to. Anything else you want to? Well, no, they say, that anything else we want to show for Joe Burrow? Samaje P. Ryan broke their spirit by bouncing David. Was it David Jones? What was his name? Uh, Ooh, David Long. Girl. David Long. David, David Long's head off the ground. So Jalen Hurts can send him like a thank you note. Yeah, that'd be much appreciated. But you know, and this listen, this MVP conversation is not going anywhere. I think it's only going to get more. Yeah, we're going to have to do this again on like Wednesday or Thursday. Oh, right? we will. Like Wednesday, just wait. And for those listening, yeah, I mean, we've been doing this every Wednesday. Oh, come on, Andrew, really? You, you, you guys can't see him right now. He's only dreading it, but, you know, it's fine because well, I'm actually excited about this. And I know a lot of you are excited about this. But to wrap up here, I want to kind of broaden the picture a little bit. So you made a point a few minutes before we talked about the MVP race, Mike. You know, at this point, they're not even just worried about winning the AFC North. They're worrying, you know, there's, there's a good chance they could win the AFC. And how crazy is it? Just, I mean, this was like, what, three months ago almost. Hard to believe it's been that long. Almost three months ago, people were freaking out. They were 0-2. They had that stinker, dud, whatever you want to call it, against the Steelers in the season opener. They go to Dallas and lose to a really stout defense, one of the best they've seen all year. But, man, to go from that to winning eight of your last ten, including against the Chiefs, against the Titans, who will probably almost guarantee to make the playoffs, you know, revenging against Steelers, against, you know, Pittsburgh, at Pittsburgh, uh, coming out of the bye week, and with injuries to Jamar Chase, with injuries to Chadobia Wuzier, DJ Reader being gone almost six weeks with his knee injury, how crazy is it that people were almost down in the dumps, and now we're talking about the Bengals possibly winning more than just the AFC North? How crazy is that? Uh, I mean, it's it's not something I saw coming um, because 
At least I you're just, honest. I just think the schedule, like, you looked at the schedule and, like, I, I don't... You basically think, doubted the Bengals. They, they can't do it. That's, <laughs> I mean... We're I'm putting doing, you in a corner now with those yeah, receipts. I was going to say, we're doing a lot of attacking of me on this podcast. Hey, Vince, it, it's all love. Um, you know we love you, man. Okay. It's all, it, it's um, all funny, But, games. like, the... <laughs> You just looked at the schedule. Like you had to go play the Titans on the road, then you got to play the Chiefs at home, and like again, they are still in the thick of this thing because you, you now you got to go play the Bengals or excuse me the Browns, a team that has tormented you over these last few years. You have to play them at home, then you have to go play another team who's in the playoff, or you have to play another team who's in the playoff chasing Tampa Bay on the road, and then Tom you have Brady. to go on the road again to play New England, another team who's in the playoff chase, and then you come home and you play the Bills, and then you play the Ravens in a game that might decide everything. So, like, they are not out of the woods yet. Like, they have five games left. So, like, Zach, I think one of the most important things that Zach said on that po- on the I said on the podcast in his post game press conference was that we didn't win anything today. We won a game. Like, we didn't win the division. We didn't win the comp. Like, we, we won a game. And I, he's right because they're 8-4, but, like, this thing, like, right, and, and deservedly so, we need to talk about them competing for the top seed in the AFC, competing for the AFC North. Like, the, like these are things that a few weeks ago not many people really thought was, was going to be a possibility. I mean, we kind of looked at the schedule coming out of the bye week, and all three of us were like, yeah, this is, this is tight. Um, we want to do receipts. Mike said the division's over after the Browns game. They're still in second place. Right, but you said the division was over, like it was dead and gone. I sa- I, no, what I said was... I think you did actually say that in I said was that they can't worry about... I think they're a playoff team no matter what. That the division hopes are probably... are go- It's going to be hard. Which um, it still because, is. Because, you know, the Ravens... Uh, have played their worst football of the season and still managed to win those games. Like, I mean, that shows you, yeah. like, how easy they've had. They did it with a backup quarterback today against Denver, which is just uh, just a disaster. Yeah, and they played the Panthers poorly last week, so it shows you how challenging, um, you know, overcoming that easy schedule uh, will be for them because they're yeah. all – and, you know, they have – Well, the Ravens already – they have the tiebreaker they have the tiebreaker. So it's so, like – it's the uh, – and I think I'm right. They're a playoff team, and they're still behind in the division. But I, I think that they could, um, you know, now you're talking about leapfrog, leapfrogging them. But I always thought they were like how Jamar Chase leapfrogged like the I defender. Was, I was not panicked about their playoff hopes like others were. I said yeah, that they're a playoff team. No like, and, and the other thing too that we're like, we we have five games left. And like, it is absolutely like time to start talking about playoff scenarios. Like, the Bengals have to finish the the next four games with the same record as the Ravens or they need to be above the Ravens in the standings because if you know if you go into that last game and the Ravens are 11 and 5 and you're 10 and 6 you're probably done because the first tiebreaker is head to head and the Ravens already have that first one and the second one is your record in division and right now the Ravens are 2 and 0 and the Bengals are 1, one and three. 3 in the division so basically if the Ravens they have four games left in the division they go two and two in those divisional games. So again, the Steelers, who are playing better, but they're still not great, and the Browns, who God knows what they're going to be right now. <laughs> if the Bengals, if, excuse me, if the Ravens win two of those divisional games before that final game of the year, you have to finish with the same record, or the division's going to be gone. And like I just mentioned, the Bengals' schedule, the Ravens' schedule is uh, the Lamar stuff is is really interesting. I saw Isaiah likely got hurt today, um, so that's not good for a team that's been injured. But the you have to maintain with the Ravens. Um, but I mean, after today, um, kind of tying it back, there, there's not a reason why you can't look at everything and be like, okay, 
this is a team that could very reasonably win the AFC and get a bye in the first round. And with there only being one bye, that is just so, so crucial. This is what football is made for. December, ladies and gentlemen. December. Well, folks, this was a fun one. We appreciate you joining us after this big game. Tomorrow we'll have more Monday morning reactions, and we'll talk more about the playoff picture and everything that matters moving forward. Other big performances that you know we need to keep talking about, and you know other predictions we'll have. You know, mo- you know, building off of that moving forward, but. We appreciate you again as always. Stay tuned with us this week as we prepare for Browns Bengals Part 2. Plot twist, there might be some crossover with our fellow Browns writers, so stay tuned for that. But once again, for myself, Mike Nislik, and Andrew Gillis, I'm Muhammad Ahmad. We will see you next week. Have a good night.